from Rockwired Sound in Albuquerque, New Mexico, of all places, this is Rockwired Radio Profiles with your host, Brian Lush, exclusively at rockwired.com. Today, Rockwired gives it up for Derek Davis and his brand new release, Revolutionary Soul. Stick around for more. Rockwired Radio Profiles is powered by Rockwired Media LLC, a limited liability company. Please stand by. Welcome to the latest edition of Rockwired Radio Profiles, exclusively at rockwired.com. I'm your host, Brian Lush, and the music is out there. And today, we're pleased to be giving it up for singer-songwriter Derek Davis. Actually, you know, when you hear the singer-songwriter, you think a guy in an acoustic guitar. But actually, Derek Davis was once was the front man, or I should say is the front man still. The band is still going. They are, he is the front man of Babylon A.D. A heavy metal band who kind of who was signed to Arista in the late '80s, and I know them best from their song that they did for the RoboCop 2 soundtrack. You know, uh, the kid runs wild, and uh, <laughs> I remember it so well because I wasn't allowed to see R-rated films, and I had to sneak out to see that one. And I just remember the the the, the song so strongly. But anyway, you know, uh, you know that that band is still going. But Derek Davis is is really pushing the boundaries of who he is as an artist because his newest album Revolutionary Soul kind of has a, a, a funk R&B feel that go- going for it you know it's not quite what metalheads would expect from his Babylon AD days but you know it's but it is what it is and it's a fantastic album and you know I think you know worthy of it was worthy of my attention and it's something that I want to share with the rest of you guys uh, we had a chance to speak with Derek regarding this new album, and you're going to be hearing that interview in just a few minutes. But first, here is Derek Davis with the title track of his new album, Revolutionary Soul. Welcome to my revolution. 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 Got no time for the spell 
Derek Davis with Revolutionary Soul, the title track of his new album. And for more on Derek, you can check him out at DerekDavisMusic.com. And Rockwired had a chance to speak with Derek regarding this amazing album. You know, an album that, you know, maybe fans of Babylon AD aren't going to be expecting, but I think would really appreciate. You know, it's a fantastic album, as I've said over and over again already. But anyway, like I said, we've had a chance to speak with Derek Davis regarding the new album and here's what he had to say about it but anyway you know i mean you know that this album that you have out right now revolutionary soul really sounds like it was recorded in more favorable conditions i mean it's a great album from yeah it's a great it's a great listen and you know and then such a varied listen you know it, it musically it's kind of all over the place and you know and in the and in a time when people are only releasing singles, I think that's really saying something, you know. Yeah, you know, I, I, everyone asked me that for the last five or six years. Why don't you just release singles? I'm like, man, that's not a work of art. That's just, you know, I could fucking put put one of those out once a week. You know, it's just the whole. You know, you want the whole. I don't know. I grew up on albums. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like I just can't see myself doing just a single at a time. You know. Right. Right, uh, but but with this album out there for people to to listen to and take in, how do you feel about the finished work? I, you know, I mean, I I critically listen to a lot of different stuff. You know what I mean? I mean, there's a few things that I I do over again, this and that. You know, but uh, <laughs> overall, you know, from start to finish, I think it's a pretty damn good album. I'm really happy with it, and I know that uh, I've got really good. Um, you know, critical response from it, and I played it for quite a few people that I trust their opinions before I released it, you know, um, that have known me for years, and if any of them would have said, I don't know, bro, or, or you know, I'm not sure about this one or that one, or, or whatever, you know what I mean, about the songs or anything, I would have maybe hesitated and worked longer or something, but uh, I thought when, it, when I was done, I was done, and I passed it around to about six or seven people that I really trust their opinions, and they were all, wow, this is this is the stuff, man. This is great, you know. So, I kind of, uh, you know, I thought that myself, you know. And sometimes you do uh, a project where you're not sure about it because you're thinking, "Oh, that's pretty cool," but maybe I'm the only one that gets it. You know what I mean? Right. But uh, I thought this was pretty uh, universal type of uh, soul funk rock type of thing, you know. So, um, I- I'm really happy with it, man. I really am. And you know, of of the reactions that you've received, have there been what reactions have surprised you the most? I mean, um, 
you know, it's kind of strange. It seems like almost every uh, every um, review I get, it's, they've got their own favorite songs. You know, it's not like one song is like, this is it, you know, or these three or whatever. You know, it, it just seems like every single review I've gotten, there'll be two or three songs uh, that a critic will say, you know, you got to listen to this one or, you know, something similar to that. And it'll it'll kind of say, well, well, which one is the best song, you know? And, I mean, for instance, I thought um, the second song on the album, Rapture, was going to be the song, you know what I mean? And a few other people did, too. And when it starts getting out there and getting reviews and stuff, all of a sudden people are saying, well, think about it. This is the song. Or uh, Vicious Heart, this is the song you got to listen to, that kind of stuff. And, you know, maybe not talking about that song, you know? And you're like, wow, okay, I thought it was going to be Rapture, you know? But uh, so everybody's got their own... Um, you know, their own way of listening to everything. But, uh, and I guess I, I got something kind of uh, strange a couple of days ago from uh, some of the LA, LA critics that said uh, Janice Chaplin meets um, James Brown at Grand Funk's house. You know, and I'm thinking, hmm. I don't really hear that myself at all. <laughs> you know? I, I don't either, to be perfectly honest with you. But oh well, you know, I, I guess, you know, yeah. yeah. You know, it praised the album. It said, you better hear this is a, you know, once in a lifetime, you know, album that you got to listen to but the comparisons is kind of like oh you know there's a couple songs that have a little bit of james brown thing to them but i couldn't hear no janice joplin in there you know what i mean yeah so right right and you know and, and, and in reading about you know everything that went into this album i mean you you play all the instruments and and you produce the entire thing yourself I mean, how easy or difficult is it to, you know, like, you know, be the performer, the creator, and then the one, you know, producing it? You know, I mean, how easy you know, or... Brian, I, man, I, I, I love doing it. I mean, I'm in the, you know, I've got a recording studio here at, here at my house, and I've had it for, for years, you know, so I'm dialed in, you know. Gotcha. Um, I've got great recording gear and stuff, and, and um, I write all the time. I've got another probably 15, um, 15 16, 17 songs that, that are basically ready to go for another album but it's like you know you just can't keep putting one out every two or three months you know you gotta stick one out and let it let it sit for a year or so and um so i'm continuously writing and recording and most of the time i just play all the instruments and, because i know what i want to hear instead of hiring somebody and saying okay here's what i want you to do when i could do it myself it's like why am i hiring somebody else to do it you know what i mean right um you know, and then I've got uh, I've got a band that that's really awesome that back that is backing up um, the record, um, and they're called the Revolutionary Souls, and uh, they're, they're, these cats can play, man. I mean, they're they're just they're, I mean, and I almost wish they played on the record because they're so good because they come from that uh, James Brown, Al Green, Marvin Gaye kind of school. You know what I mean? And when we play, everybody's like, "Wow, you know, your record is great, but this is even better just because you can really." You know the, the players that I have are just they're, they're just unbelievable. You know, and they play this stuff just so good. Um, so uh, I'm going to do another record. I'm going to do a record with those guys, and maybe even put a couple um, of these songs that are on the Revolutionary Soul on that record live because we're going to do uh, record them live. You know, and this is a band that that's got to be seen live. So I got a lot of a lot of things going on there. You know, but uh, I love it. I'm, I just you know what's funny is I just got out of the studio literally one minute before five o'clock with my bass player. He just played 10 songs in about six hours for the Babylon AD record. And what? he just did the last note. And I said, Oh man, that was perfect timing. <laughs> I ran and grabbed my phone. 
you know, as soon as we listen to the critical, uh, you know, uh, listen listen back, it won't last time. But uh, yeah, so you know, I, I love it, man. I love, I love playing music. And of and of your solo output, you know, I, I I I mean, how do you feel that this album is different from previous offerings of your solo stuff? Well, the last album I did was Revolt, and that was um, pretty heavy, you know, uh, and kind of dark. I, I did a lot of uh, detuning and stuff like that, but at the same time, I had three ballads on it. So some people were kind of like, what are you trying to do here? You know, you got three ballads, and all these other songs sound like you're going to kick somebody's ass, you know? And my thinking has always been, well, I like the Beatles, you know, and they can play whatever they wanted to play. Why can't I play whatever I want to play? You know what I mean? Why right. do I have to be just pigeonholed into one thing? Um, but some people, you know, didn't get it. Um, I had a really cool band that we played out behind that album, um, Revolt. And it, it was a, I, I love the album. It was a good album, you know. Um, but this one is more of my roots that I grew up with. You know, I grew up with Al Green, Marvin Gaye, Jane Brown, you know, Stylistics, Spinners, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then I transformed into a hard rock singer. Yes, with Babylon AD. I was about to ask where where, where the R&B influences came from, because, you know, I'm somewhat familiar with Babylon AD. I remember the the song you guys did for RoboCop 2, and, you know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It goes wild, yeah. Yeah. But but uh, but I yeah but I was curious to know where 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 the R and B roots came from and you and you, yeah, you just well, now told me. <laughs> well, I grew up in Hayward, right right outside of Oakland, and that's uh, you know that's just what our neighborhood listened to. That's you know, and as I got older, of course, and started going you know going to high school and stuff like that and playing in bands, it, it, everything nobody really played that style of music. Everybody played Leonard Skinner and Led Zeppelin and Aerosmith and ACDC and stuff, you know. Right. So I, you know, of course, conformed to that, and I, I still love all that kind of stuff too, you know. But I always wanted to do like a semi soul type of record, and everyone has always told me, you know, your voice fits that soulful stuff, man. You should try, it. and it's always been there in the back of my mind, just waiting for me to uh, to explore it. And uh, you know, last year I started writing um, the type of uh, gu- guitar um, format structures of guitar chords and things like that at the minors and the sevens and stuff and pretty soon it was like wow hey I got some soulful stuff here so I just you know I, I always wanted to do it and I, I did it you know I did a, I did a blues album about uh, uh, three or four years ago the band called Moonshine and it was really bluesy you know it was like Leonard Skinner type of blues you know but uh, you know it was totally different than a Babylonian D or a hard rock thing so I just like to explore stuff, you know. It's, it's, uh, as I get older, I guess I just, um, <laughs> you know, I just want to do as much musical type of ideas as I could possibly do, you know. And uh, and you know, I mean, we're, I mean, we're talking about this album, Revolutionary Soul, but but it sounds like you're in the studio working on something else. Is that a Babylon yeah. AD project? Yep. We're, we're okay. A, a new Babylon AD album out in uh, in um, September, October of next year. Uh, we're doing a European tour and stuff like that. And uh, this is a really, really, really super good record too, man. But, uh, you know, if you played Revolutionary Soul and then played this new Babylon ED album, you'd go, what the hell? This is two totally different, you know, genres, really. You know, instrumentation, you know, the heavy guitars and the screaming guitars and the heavy drums on the Babylon ED, and then you got 
you know, the revolutionary shows, there's a lot of wah-wah and a lot of B3 and horns and things like that. It's completely different, you know. But, uh, yeah, we're, I'm really excited, man. We've all finished up all of our drum tracks for the um, Babylon AD. And um, we finished. We just finished the, all the bass tracks, and we got the four tracks done for guitars, and we, we're going to finish the rest of the guitars in the next week or two, uh, you know. And then I start vocals, and we start the mixing and uh, give it to the record label, and, and off we go, you know. And, and, and then that's when I get into that other, other thing I told you about earlier about... Uh, I've got another 15, 16 songs just sitting there. It's like, okay, after the Babylon AD, then I'll put this one out, you know? And that one's more like an acoustic thing, you know, really classical acoustic stuff, you know? So I, I don't know how anybody's going to take that one, but the people that I play it for anyways, all the females anyways, say, oh, my God, you got to put this out. This is beautiful, you know, that kind of thing. And I'm like, okay, cool, you know? So the one thing I'm not going to try, I promise you, I'm not going to try rap. Or I'm not going to try country. Okay, oh, good, good for you, good for you. <laughs> yeah, right. It really twists my arm to get me to do something like that. <laughs> and uh, explain the songwriting process for you. How do you go about it? Uh, there's, there's, there's different ways. You know, sometimes I'll just be in the studio and I'll just pick up my guitar and I'll start, you know, just playing some riffs and. Maybe you're not really paying attention to what I'm doing, but all of a sudden, oh, wow, that sounds pretty cool. And then it'll spark an idea, and, and I'll, I'll I'll get, like, maybe a melody in my head of what the um, <clears throat> the uh, chorus might be or what the song is about, you know. And uh, it, it could happen really fast, you know. If, if anything's laborious, then I know it's not going to be any good. If it happens fast, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, my God, i got to put this down, you know. That's when I grab my phone and I pop the voicemail on and I start either singing or playing guitar at the same time. Maybe I don't have all the lyrics, but I have at least a melody and kind of like the idea of the song. And I'll, you know, start from scratch from about there, you know, and then uh, I'll start working up the music around it. And other times, literally, I'm, I guess I'm half asleep or something. You know, my wife says about once, once every two weeks, I just all of a sudden jump up and run down to the studio because I have something going on in my brain of a song, or, you know, and I'm like, oh, this is too good. I can't, I can't keep sleeping. I better get up, you know. So I'll run downstairs, and then when I get up a couple hours later, I'll go listen to it. And nine times out of ten, it's really cool, you know. Uh, so it, it just happens in different ways, you know. And uh, I mean, and surrounding me is—I mean, I've got, I'm looking at my piano right now. I've got a two-stick guitar. I've got a classical guitar. I've got a Fender Stratocaster sitting over there. I got a Gibson over there. I mean, so I'm surrounded by musical instruments, and each one of them kind of give you a different vibe of what you want to create. You know what I mean? Just by picking it up, you're like, "Whoa!" If I pick up the Gibson, all of a sudden it feels like a hard rock mode. You know, if I pick up a Telecaster, a Stratocaster, I feel kind of kind of funky, soulful-like, you know. You pick up the classical guitar, and all of a sudden you're thinking, you know, Spanish-Mexican stuff or something, you know, and the songs start developing like that, you know. So, anyway, that's the way it happens to me. I don't know how it happens to anybody else, but that's what happens to me. For more on Derek Davis, check him out at his official website, DerekDavisMusic.com. And from his album, Revolutionary Soul, here is Derek Davis once again with Rapture. Your only thing 
with my love I will give anything
and playing all these instruments and and you know I, I I mean talk about where that comes from. I mean, was it a musical family you were brought up in, or did you learn yeah. all of it along the way as you were in Babylon yeah. AD? Or do, tell me how that worked. No, um, well, I started out on drums when I was really young, about uh, six seven years old, and then I um, started gravitating to guitar, and I. I, I got really good at guitar real fast because I had a really great teacher um, in, in the Bay Area that, that teaches a lot of students that have had record deals and things like that. Um, guys in Faith No More and stuff like that. Guy, other guys. You know, just just a lot of people that uh, are pretty well known. And he was a great teacher. And within a year, I was like playing lead guitar and singing in bands, you know, when I was like 15. Um, and it was mainly hard rock stuff, but I was writing all my own stuff. So most people didn't write their own stuff. You know, they were basically in copy pants. Right. And I really never wanted to do that. And I had a piano in my house, so I grew up with a piano in the house, so I always fiddled around with that. So it just, you know, as time went by, as years went by, I always just, I, whatever instrument I needed to play or figure out how to play it, then I would just start, you know, practicing at it till I got good enough to, uh, to you know, perform. And, and if, I, if I'm not really, I'm not really that great of a piano player or keyboard player, but you know, with modern technology, you know, you got your punching button right there. So I might play four or five lines of a, a bar that goes maybe, uh, you know, eight seconds and it's perfect. And I can mess up the next one just by half a note wrong. And then, oh, well, I'll just punch that in, you know. So it's not like, uh, it's, it's not really, you know, I'm not an expert at anything, I wouldn't say. But, uh, you know, I like to experiment with everything. And, uh, you know, talk about how a band like Babylon AD, you know, came to came across the ears of Clive Davis, you know. I've never knew or known anyone signed to Arista. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that was, it was kind of strange, you know. I mean, we were there, I guess, our guinea pig in the, in the, into the rock um, forte, you know. Uh, you know, they had Whitney Houston at the time, and... and um, I don't know, they, you know. Yeah, he had others. I can't. Uh, yeah. You know, they had all they had all like kind of soul stuff, you know, um, at the time, and we were offered a couple different deals by different record labels. But Clive really seemed to believe in us, and he met with us quite a few times, and you know, um, really sold us on that Eris was going to, you know, put every all their efforts behind us, and they gave us the best deal and everything like that. So of course we went with them. But the problem was. In my opinion, a lot of people's opinions, <clears throat> sure, you know, we had a great deal and everything like that, and we were on a great label, but they didn't have anybody that was from the rock mold that can call up, you know, the rock stations of the time and, and right. play it on the air all the time, you know what I mean? Because they were all pushing Kenny G and Whitney Houston and things like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and Geffen and other labels like that, they, all they were geared to was hard rock, so they were able to you know, get all their bands on the radio all the time, you know? Um, it's, it's, just a re it's just the way the business business is, you know? You, you never know. But, uh, but you know, it, it, was, it, was, it was a great ride, and it still is, you know? I'm still riding it. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound like there have been too many, you know, heartaches along the way. You're still making music, and it's still you're still putting it out there, and, you know, yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm oversimplifying. I don't know. I didn't ask any real hard question, no. but <laughs> no, man, you know, <laughs> that's you know, that's, that's 
for me, that's just what it's all about, being creative and being happy with the product that I'm, that I'm finally done with. You know, I don't want to put out anything I'd be embarrassed about because I know, you know, a lot of people that, some of them are friends of mine that put out stuff where I would just say, oh, God, what the hell are you thinking, man? You don't want to put that out, you know? Yeah, you mean like that new metal stuff? No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Well, you know, I mean, there's good and good and bad about it. I've got a nephew that plays that stuff, and i got to tell you what, this kid, man, he learned about three, in three years, he learned, he blow me away on guitar. But he <laughs> plays that kind of, you know, that just stuff that's like, wow, what the hell is that, you know? Yeah. But uh, his his generation gets it, you know, I really don't. You know, that screamo stuff, I, I really don't get it, you know. But, hey, more power tell. And, you know, I mean, you, we, we've talked a little bit about, you know, what, what you found surprising in terms of, you know, favorites that people have picked from this album. But what would you, what songs off of this album would you, would have you the most excited to get someone to hear and why? You know, um, kind of funny. Uh, I, I think one of the coolest songs on the record. Of course, I think they're all cool, but <laughs> I think one of the coolest songs on the record, to me, is that I did a cover of a Bobby Womack song, uh, you know, and I kind of think that's, uh, the woman's got to have it, I, I kind of think that that song is the coolest one, you know what I mean, just because of all the orchestration I put in it, and, you know, the layering, and it's just, it sounds like it's 1971, and you're driving through uh, New York City or something like that, Harlem, you know what I mean? And I kind of look at it from a producer's point of view, I guess, you know. But as far as probably the best songs on the album, from what I've been told and what I kind of suspected is, like, think about it. Um, it's, it's, uh, I've been told is like, just a fabulous, great, great album, by, a great song by you know, many, many, many people and critics and things like that. But there's, you know, this, like I said, Vicious Heart is a really good song. Rapture, I love it. A lot of people do, too. And I, I'm kind of surprised that everybody's just not talking about that song, you know. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I I had fun making this record. It was it was uh, a, a long time thinking about how I was, was going to approach like a soul type of record, especially being known as a rock guy. You know what I mean? It's the worst thing to do is if you're known as a rock guy and you put a soul album out or a country album out or something that's not really in your wheelhouse, and everybody goes, "What the hell are you thinking?" You know, so that was kind of scary a little bit, you know, because I don't know if people were going to say that about me, but now that it's out, out there, the reviews, it, it makes me feel like, oh, fuck. You know, people, people, they get it. You know, even though I'm a rock singer, they get it. They can hear that I, that I'm actually can do soul. You know what I mean? So it's pretty cool. And in the end, what would you like someone to come away with after they hear this album? Um, you know, I just you know hope if, if people listen to the whole album, I think it's got a lot of different moods to it, and we got that you know um, uh, it's kind of sexy, <laughs> you know some of the songs it's got a hard feel, uh, and at the same time it's very, very danceable, most of the songs you know if people into dancing and things like that and, and it uh you know I just hope they come away with uh with a good vibe that uh that the most people that come to see see my band you know just they come away blown away, you know. Uh, you know my my soul band, and um, you know hopefully people that uh, listen to the record, you know they'll get it just you know, and they'll take a listen to it and they'll give it a chance and uh, feel the way I do about it, you know.
For more on Derek Davis, check him out at his official website, DerekDavisMusic.com. And from his album Revolutionary Soul, here is Derek Davis once more with Vicious Heart.
that's going to do it for this edition of Rockwired Radio Profiles. A special thanks goes out to Derek Davis for his time and his music, and a very special thanks goes out to Doug Deutsch of Doug Deutsch Publicity Services. For Rockwired, I'm Brian Lush, and remember, keep your eyes forward, never look back, and make it up as you go. Rockwired Radio Profiles is powered by Rockwired Media LLC. A limited liability company and is available exclusively at rockwired.com. Online radio that rocks.